Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast hosted by two guys that have never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn, and I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. What up, Colin? How you What's doing? What's popping? What's popping? Po- everything is popping this morning. It's Friday morning, May 3rd. You excited? Tomorrow's uh, the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, Chewbacca yeah. died. Peter Mayhew, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, it was kind of sad to yeah. see that, even though I really knew nothing about Peter Mayhew. Uh, you know, um, He was tall. He was really tall. Fit the costume. That's know, right. And could make right. that... Did he make the sound? I don't I know if he made the sound. Probably didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Usually they overdub that stuff, but uh, yeah, sad to see. Yeah. I went to, uh, I, I can remember going to uh, Star Wars not knowing anything about it. Uh, I went with my friend uh, Dean Sitzman, and uh, we were kind of playing uh, hooky, uh, as I recall, uh, and uh, went at, and saw it at a uh, theater which was in Omaha, Nebraska, which was, uh, they they built this theater. Uh, we, we actually drove an hour and a half to get to this theater, and it was, uh, the theater itself was, Build as having a uh, uh, ceramic wrap theater or something like that. The, the, the screen curved slightly. Oh, I thought you were talking about like rap, like hip hop, like boom, no, no, beat no, to no. the street to the meat. Yeah, exactly. No, um, but it was so wrapped around. Yeah, was wrapped it a, around. Was it a seventy millimeter thing or? I think no? it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It okay. was a really big, majestic theater, and it may still be there for all I right, know. Right. Some some place in, in and, Omaha. And you Nebraska. didn't know anything about this movie. Not really, other than, uh, you know, there was just uh, a little bit of hype around the, the, the launch of it, the way, you know, not certainly anything, you know, we didn't know what Star Wars was, you know, uh, and uh, so, yeah, where well, I don't think I be. saw st- I don't think I saw Star Wars in the theater. I, I, I think I was seven years old. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, you would have been seven, quite, quite young. 78-ish, right? Um, I, think. I don't know. We could look it, it up. Sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 78-ish, yeah. Uh, that was uh, kind of a big year, actually, for movies. The, the 70s had some some big movies, if you think about it. Uh, um, it was yeah. quite quite a year for movies, or quite a decade, is what, what I should say. Between um, you, yeah. you had uh, the Rocky stuff got started off in the 70s. Jaws was the 70s. Star Wars from the 70s. There was a bunch right. of stuff that was, that yeah. was really... I, don't, I couldn't tell you the first movie I saw in a movie theater. I, I, I think it was Grizzly Adams. Is that a movie? Did I make that up? Well, there was a TV show, Grizzly Adams. There may have been some sort of an accompanying uh, movie <laughs> thing. I think that Dan Haggerty guy probably was in some movies. So. I vaguely remember a white dude with a big beard, very seventies yeah. looking, and like like maybe like a middle part, almost not a middle part, and, and he was possibly like, you know, a little blondish brown hair with a little yep. ray maybe. Yep. And I yep. just remember a bear, and I vaguely remember going to a drive-in movie. No, there was a TV show. I mean, there may there may have been a may have been a movie. I don't. I'm not sure. What's the Escape from Witch Mountain? Was that a movie? That, that a was Disney a movie. movie? That I think was I a saw Disney that movie. In a, I thought I saw that in a in a drive-in movie theater. 
I believe Escape from Witch Mountain uh, starred uh, is Kim Reynolds, who uh, ended up being uh, uh, she's on one of those uh, celebrity rehab or or uh, maybe one of the Real Housewives things. Oh, she uh, must not be young. Um, no, and she's had all sorts of. She was one of those Disney children that uh, yeah. she ended up having all kinds of uh, issues as an adult, uh, and a lot of uh, substance abuse stuff and things like that. It, right, it, right. And yeah, things didn't. Uh, well, you know, she's she's set for life basically monetarily the way it sounds, but uh, her her personal life was uh, pretty much a train wreck, which uh, yeah, that all happen, you know, sometimes to those people that go through Hollywood and and, and uh, do their thing. If uh, if the noise starts uh, increasing here on my end, you you and I have been on the phone for quite a while. So well, yeah, can... yeah, yeah. So uh, I I realize you have a, there's a lot going on today and nothing going on at all. Um, so you it's what is it? It's around uh, a little after one p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you're at like a little afternoon. So Colin and I have been connected in one way or another for about two hours. Yeah, fun. <laughs> and Colin, it, you're yeah. home today, right? Uh, yeah, I was uh, attempting to take the day off from work. I, I'm going to end up going in uh, to work for just a maybe really? an hour this afternoon to take R- care R- of a couple things. Right. So, so when Colin and I got on the line, it was just like I heard something in the background, and I heard a female voice y- yelling about something, and I'm like, "Is one of your daughters home?" Because it was in my mind, there's no way it was his wife, Rachel. You know, and if it was, I was concerned because it sounded like a teenager. It was just uh, the up and down with the voice and the whatever it was. And it could have been nothing. It could have been like, do we have bagels? You know, (laughs) (laughs) like who knows? And then there was there was sawing going on like right outside your window. And it was like, uh, who is that? What's going on there? Well, uh, Mario, the uh, Mario, the, we'll call him the handyman. The, the, I'm, I'm, I, I think he should have the not so handy, not so reliable guy that starts and and yeah. sometimes manages to finish things right. around right. houses. We've we've right. uh, got in got he's he's been involved in a couple of projects. Uh, he, he did a, a backsplash in the kitchen, and then right. um, while he was involved in the backsplash with the kitchen, um, he um, he managed to talk us into uh, starting this. Uh, window well for an egress window that we had actually put in last year and the well project wasn't completed um he's half-assed his way through both of these things and i finally had to throw down with him to get him to out today to finish this so did he did he ghost you did he disappear for a little while yep exactly yeah 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 he's got they get a little uh, money down and a little this a little that going on and then yeah then you gotta try to you know just keep after him to keep the stuff going but what was he cutting out there uh, cutting concrete block. He's uh, okay. finishing up this uh, this project. He's got his brother uh, uh, today involved, who I think is maybe a little more. Uh, I think Mario is the is the uh, guy that walks around and, and tries to uh, line up work, and he really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing uh, so mm-hmm. much. And his brother is more of a a craftsperson, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, because his brother seems to uh, know how to do things. I think Mario just knows how to run, run his mouth a lot. Mario uh, knows how to set up jobs and make money and not deliver unless he's got his brother. That's correct, yeah. So his br- brother, Carlos, I think is his name. Uh, um, and uh, they've got a little helper today. So uh, dude that um, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm 99% sure that Mario and Carlos uh, are, are documented. Um, I think the guy they, they maybe have with him today is not. I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing. Uh, I'm not uh, trying to pull ice into the neighborhood or anything like that. Uh, and I fully support the ability for people to make uh, a living. <laughs> 
Oh, now the dogs are going to start up. Fuck me. You know, so um, I was I was wondering who's got more living beings at their home, and I think that you have me beat by quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got, just me. I'm the only adult, the only human being here. Yes, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to work my, my volume up and down on my mic here. Right, so you've got, nuts. there's you, That's <laughs> that'll be great yeah. for you, but not for the dogs. The dogs are loud. So how many, I have a, a dog, a bunny, and two cats, and me. So that's five living beings here. Uh, what do you, you've got you? Uh, so there's Rachel and I and the two girls, and then there's uh, two well, no, no, I mean, right this minute, though, isn't one of the girls home from school and one at school? Tori is, is home from school, which is another long, long story there, too. Uh, she should not be home from school, but uh, I'm not even sure how much that I even want to get into. But uh, um, it's... It, it's uh, In other words, you'd rather be at work right now. It's complicated, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> you... You made a poor choice. You're like, why did I go stay home today? Exactly. And so now I got uh, dogs barking because I think uh, one of these dipshit contractor guys is, is uh, knocked on the door. And I'm, of course, not answering it. Fuck them. Well, well, uh, well as Colin and I were talking about the sawing thing, I said, how long is that going to go on? And he's like, I don't want to talk to that guy. If I go out and talk to that, I'm going to be angry. So then Colin gets up. He says, I have to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom or does whatever he's got to do. And I hear him talking to the guy. You actually did not sound, it sounded like you were very diplomatic, whatever you were talking about. I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I have, my my methodology uh, generally is to, is, uh, I don't, you can be diplomatic. You can be, uh, you can be, uh, you know, not like you have to yell at somebody, but um, uh, I will tell th th these guys, I've had a couple contractors work on the house and I will look them straight in the eye and tell them in a very calm, measured voice, uh, you know, that they are not doing a good job i guess you can do it that way i, I can right. i can be nice and calm about well, it you, just, you didn't yeah. you didn't come back on mike and sound angry but then again you were really so colin was really busy trying to buy cirque du soleil tickets for his in-laws that's true yeah so, we, so you, what happened last night yeah we went to we went to a cirque du soleil uh corteo is the name of the show that they that they're touring with right now and uh they're in cedar rapids iowa and uh it was wonderful the corteo is the uh, um, it's the um, basically it's a production that is based on the idea the story is it's the funeral for a clown for a Spanish clown and so um, everything is uh, is about this story about the clown the clown dying and the clown's funeral oh you actually you you see the the, the clown die there's there's a process at the at the very beginning of the, of the production where uh, they they are uh, the, the the clown is dying and uh, is there an elderly is it an elderly clown do we know how the clown dies uh, there's no mention of how the clown dies uh, as far as I know um, although there's so much going on in these in these Cirque de Soleil Cirque du Soleil however you say it um, there's a so much going on. A lot of performers. A lot of performers. A lot of action. A lot of stuff that's happening. And uh, I could probably sit through this thing a couple more times before I grasped everything that was happening, because uh, it's it's uh, it's a lot. But uh, yeah, you, I don't. As far as I know, there's no real uh, no real discussion of how he dies. It's just that he's 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 headed to the great beyond, and um, this is the funeral, uh, and, the, the the production. And it's wonderful. 
And how how was the music, lighting? I mean, were there acrobatic stuff over your head kind of stuff? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, we had really good seats, and there was a lot of stuff that went over your head. There was a, at one point where they there is a um, there's there's very large three very large balloons that uh, appear like a helium balloons. Uh, I'm sure there's some su- supporting cable up above that you can't see somehow, but there's a uh, uh, suspended under these uh, three. Um, say the the balloons are like 15 feet in diameter. There's three of those, and um, in a uh, little um, little apparatus suspended under the balloons there's a midget there's a midget woman who floats over everybody and at points she uh, comes down low enough that you can uh, actually help her uh, get back up into the air by uh, getting her grabbing her feet and giving her a push and so she floats around the arena in, in spots where you're pushing the uh, midget lady back up into the air with her balloons getting her back airborne uh, a lot of stuff overhead and uh, music fantastic we we happen to sit in this spot that was uh, pretty close close to where um, there's a couple organists and then there's a a guy that um, plays keyboards he plays uh, a variety of uh, saxophones and and things like that and uh, my god just unbelievable musicianship this guy has some saxophone Mm. stuff that he was doing that I was like like I said it's hard to focus there's so much going on you'll start watching a character do something or something is going on on stage and you you really have to tell yourself you must look away because there's so much else going on look at somebody else try to try to just take this all in Uh, and while that was going on I was I got kind of trans fixed by this guy's um saxophone uh, for a, a couple minutes and then i was like again i had to kind of shake my head and you know pull away and go okay you can't just stare at the saxophone player you should you know see what's happening on stage but yeah the music uh, unbelievable the singing the you know all of the uh, acrobatics all of that stuff it's uh, it's quite a show so we decided because my my father-in-law is is a minister and he's done uh, you know hundreds of funerals in his day and he's he does have kind of a dark sense of humor he likes the, the, the this, you know that sort of side of things and and uh, um, he's really into the, the the theater of all of this this kind of stuff and they they would go to something like this anyway but this particular show we thought they should see so uh, went through the uh, painful process this morning along with John's help yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's helped because, so yeah, of trying to get tickets. Trying to find the best way to get tickets, find a discount, try to find which one, you know, do a little price comparison back and right. forth. And, and uh, uh, first of all, fuck you, Ticketmaster. <laughs> You're such a pain in the ass to deal with when when it gets down to it. Right. Um, I had... Um, I had a Ticketmaster account that was uh, I haven't I haven't bought tickets through Ticketmaster in ages, and uh, so I couldn't remember the password. Trying to get the password recovered took them uh, a long time to get the password mailed back to me. Then when I finally did, uh, it didn't like the device that I was on and made me switch devices and go through all kinds of bullshit. It was just pain in the ass. Right. I, I, yeah. 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 My tickets, favorite part. My yeah. favorite part is when when I said your device is not working. Let me try it. I try it. I find the same two tickets through the Cirque du Soleil uh, website that leads you to Ticketmaster, but gives you a fifteen percent discount. I put the two seats into my cart to just see if I can get further than Colin. Colin finally gets in, tries to get the tickets. Someone else has bought your tickets. <laughs> so basically, I didn't buy the tickets, but I basically locked Colin out of getting those tickets. Yeah, it does have like a seven minute uh, right. kind now, of did, delay did, thing. Or... Did you work it out? Did Rachel? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you get the tickets? Yeah, she she did get she the tickets. Did? Yes, they're bought. <laughs> they're, they're bought. So which yeah, is... yeah. There's a lot going on that we 
I don't yeah. remember the last time that you and I have done this, but we did a test, right? Yes. And you had some technical issues. I had to play the music today. Right, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the music that we have, our intro music, is no longer available where it was available. So I, I did find it. It was in my Dropbox. But uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We use an intro music from a uh, group that has long since, uh, sounds like disbanded, a thing called, it was an experimental, very short uh, uh, short uh, work of art, or where the, the band wasn't together for long, is what I'm trying to spit Late out. Late 90s, uh, I mean, yeah. like 1998-ish, this band, The Impossibles, and I think you said Chuck D was involved in some way? Chuck D was a, was a part of the Impossible. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And so, oh, I even know. So, and we get it get it from the Free Music Archive, which dot was org. about yeah. freemusicarchive.org. It's singular, Free Music Archive. And they were going to go out of business, and then they were saved. And I think they were saved by KitSplit. KitSplit is a, it's a company where basically if I own camera equipment or whatever, Okay. And you want to rent it from me. Let's yeah, say we yeah, live yeah. in the same town. You know, I mean, like, mine is just sitting here collecting dust. So I might as well get $150 a day for my whatever, you know, camera I have, you know. So, um, yeah, so there's this company that uh, it's sort of the Airbnb. It's not really Airbnb, but of, of, of equipment rental. You know, camera gear, audio gear, all that kind of. So stuff. they gave those guys some, some and I think money they to bought it, or yeah, or some something like that. Because I remember seeing that email, and then you had mentioned they were going out of business. But yeah, uh, I but they, I we yeah. we got the music. We're good. This is episode one hundred and ninety-seven. No, what is it? I think it's I I I, I I've typed in here one thirty-four. I think that's right. It might it might be five one thirty-five. I'm not it sure. Doesn't matter. To, we'll, doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll I've listened to none. <sighs> You know, it's painful to go back and listen to yourself. Sometimes it really is. You, you, uh, you know, I'll listen to it, and I'll, uh, there's a lot of times that I hear that you said something that uh, I completely didn't listen to on the first go around. I'm like, oh wow, he said that. I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> you tweeted this. You tweeted another podcast, or you made a you posted what happened? You used our Twitter account to post a, a jobs thing, like a story about jobs in this country yeah it was a story that said basically there was a story that said 50 uh, percent of all people at one time or another have cried at work right and now i don't know uh exactly how this happened but there was another podcast that just started i think they're on episode 14 or 15 called Jobs, jobs blow. blow so it's a play on blow jobs and essentially what they do is they they have uh you know, he's a stand-up comedian, and she's an aspiring broadcaster who worked in public relations. I think they're underemployed. So, uh, what Josh and Brianna, Brianna and Josh, and then you had tweeted something out about getting me on the show because they record in New York City at the Comic Strip Live, a comedy club on the Upper East Side, Second Avenue and Eighty Second Street, and so. Um, so you tweeted, she got back to us, and uh, I was unavailable to record their show on Wednesday. Um, and uh, I brought her up for a reason, but I don't remember what it was. But uh, it ended up that my friend Patty, remember Patty, Patty Carey? You I talked you, about Patty, yeah, way one, back when. Right, so yeah, way back when, back in like September of 2017, I did a reading of uh, one of her TV pilots. And... I talked about that quite a bit. Oh, the reason I brought up Brianna really was because, so she listened to our show, the very first episode. So I'm texting with her, and she wrote back to me that she agreed with me 
and she had listened to episode one. So really? she agreed okay. with me about September 11th. So I don't know what it was that I said. So it must have been something about how surreal the experience was and the further away you were, even if you're in New York. I don't know exactly specifically what she agreed with mm-hmm. um, because it's been so long. And for me, it's like, oh, I forgot that on our very first episode, I talked about that. And I, I don't can't even imagine listening to it because <laughs> I, I guarantee that it would sound so different because it was still feeling it out, feeling even though we had talked a lot, we you know it's we're in a very different place in so many ways now than what we were back then or at least i am i can't speak for you yeah i think i think we are i mean i just think personally professionally everything i live in my ex-wife's pool house i didn't live in my ex-wife's pool house back then you did not yeah at that point you were uh, and still still chilling in your apartment there and i was uh, and uh yeah so but anyway so patty patty carey um the one who made that tv show it's called half life it premieres on wnyc media wnyc probably dot org i don't know what it is uh new york city uh it's their television station that now is expanded beyond that uh i went to the tribeca tribeca film festival um a couple of nights ago and saw two ep- two of the four episodes episodes two and three pretty good and uh it's sort of a bit autobiographical and uh since the podcast jobs blow um is about dreamers who have day jobs but are aspiring to do something else patty i thought would be the perfect guest because she had been a location manager and worked in the film business, but it wasn't hers. She had wanted to be a writer for many years, and she was fortunate enough to win this contest. Her show debuts on May 10th, and it can be streamed. And uh, yeah, I'm. And her pod that episode of Jobs Blow comes out on Monday, Monday, May 6th. So, so anyway, so uh, I want to uh, listen, have a listen to that. Uh, I've still been talking to her about the possibility of me doing the show. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I've also offered up um, my friend Eric, who is the writer on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I don't know. I just I like producing other people's podcasts or, you know, being a talent coordinator. I like helping people. You want to be a talent coordinator. Okay. That's right. Something like that. So, yeah, jobs blow. Well, you should get on and do it with him as well. I yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I, I'd like to if if they'll have me. Although I talked to her, she said I, we're not. We don't have a spot this next Wednesday because we're doing Malik Yoba. Malik Yoba is an actor that was on the Fox, the Dick Wolf Fox TV show called New York Undercover, which was I was a production assistant on twenty five years ago. Okay, <laughs> I was like literally a production assistant on and. Patty's husband, Evan, was the line producer on the brand new ABC TV pilot reboot of New York Undercover. You know what I mean? Like, and Malik, I mean, how small world one degree of separation is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and, and I don't know how they got him as a guest. She seems like she's pretty good. She's like, I think he, the guy Josh does, he's a stand-up comic. That's how they met many years ago when she was doing stand-up comedy. And, uh, he does all the technical stuff, and she does everything else. Social media, booking guests, and whatever. She seems like she's pretty good. And they also right, had, right. They, they had a guy from, I didn't listen, I only listened to a few minutes of the first episode. They had a dude from um, Naughty by Nature. Okay. 
on too so it's interesting both of you guys you 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 said you jumped in and listened to the first episode and uh she listened to our first episode i, I now when i and i'm i probably used to do that with podcasts more uh, somewhat uh, you, you like know, to go, listen like, to the most recent now i listen to the most recent and i, I figure with with most of them unless there's a, a you know really limited body of work or it's a uh, maybe some sort of a story type you know um you know, one of those storytelling type podcasts where there's a you know you you, you need to listen to it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Usually, I don't go back and listen much to anything. No, that's, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. You know, like I they but they only had fourteen episodes. Yeah, so I said yeah, yeah. like you know what? It's a new podcast. They just started it like you know a, a couple of months ago. Right. So I figured let me just jump in in the first one because maybe they'll say something. They'll give me a sense of what it is because maybe once you get up and running, you don't really explain. I mean, we sometimes explain things in terms of who every episode of, which is good because you just have to assume that it's the first time someone's listening. And it may be the last time someone's listening, yeah. right? Like you can't keep, you know, talk about what happened last week in this without setting it up a little bit or you can, but I think you're going to lose people exactly yeah you know so i mean yeah. and, and i think i was telling you like so my friend evan mcdonald uh who lives in argentina now with his wife and four four daughters he started a podcast at the beginning of the year called one thing real quick it's just like a, he's a you know he's a graphic designer and he was a creative director at a company and he's a freelancer now but he's talking to creatives about their process or something but it's not specific to their whole life and career he tries to find one question that's specific to them and like he spends a lot of time on it because he has to edit his interviews like maybe like 20 hours per episode he was doing one a week he's down to one every other week and it's like he he gets to a point sometimes where he obsesses over the number of downloads when people jump in that they're listening to episode one he doesn't love episode one so i think a lot of people listen to episode one they probably do, you know, I, you know. Yeah, and that's not always your best episode. <laughs> you know? No, I think when people start off, they're they're usually you know it's like you said you're you're trying to figure things out and you're uh, you're trying to get going and and unless it's like uh, like I said a story type thing, I usually don't. Now I listen to uh, to uh, the uh, jobs below. Uh, and you I have listen, listened to it. I listened to one episode, and I listened to the most recent one. And I okay. can't tell you who their guest was. I don't remember what her name was. She's. Uh, it was an interesting, you know, discussion they had. Uh, uh, I thought they did a really good job, but I, I didn't go back and you know go go back to the first one or anything. Uh, you know, maybe with some stuff it makes sense because they go on and they they might give you a little bit of an indication as to why they're, you know, what the storyline is or what what's going on with uh, you know why they got got together or started it or that, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. I, I think if I were to, even though I have a day job which I haven't worked in well, I have not done the last time I did the theatrical teamster job was a week ago Friday. That's when I, you know, at the uh, the Al Hirschfeld Theater, um, uh, Moulin Rouge is loading in, and yes, uh, yeah. I I maybe did twenty minutes of work. I was there for an hour and fifteen minutes and got paid for seven hours. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Um, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, that was the last time I worked. I think it's getting a little quiet. So uh, hopefully it picks up in in June, uh, June, July when the regular TV series tend to start uh but if if i were on the show it's like it's like okay they're getting these like known entities that i don't know how many followers malik yoba has or the dude from naughty by nature and if she's good at booking guests like who's john 
M. Craig, sure, I have a podcast. I don't have a lot of followers. I don't do a lot of stuff. I shouldn't say this. She's not going to listen again. Um, and is that I would more likely ask them questions, you know? I mean, because there are two of them. It's their show. I mean, I would talk about my life and the jobs that I've had. and But I don't know that I have a passion or, like, I don't feel like, hey, all of a sudden one day I'm going to make a lot of money as a podcaster. It could happen, but I don't know. You know, I'm not pursuing stand-up comedy. Yeah, like, I was just looking at Malik Yoba, and I recognize the guy. I've seen him in some stuff. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's an actor. He was one of yeah. the two cops on that show, New York Undercover. Um, and he's back on the show. There are two actors from the original series, uh, Lauren Velez, although she changed her first name, uh, and they're back on. Um, and I don't know if he's a lieutenant, a detective. Uh, at the time, Patty Darbinville. Do you remember Patty Darbinville? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was like the the captain or the lieutenant of of their little precinct but uh they go deep undercover in the you know in the urban community and the very first episode i saw a little bit of the pilot uh fat joe was on it you know fat okay. joe uh, i remember the name but what, yeah. what was who was fat joe I, what, fat I joe was a hip-hop artist he was hip-hop, a rap artist yeah, and he looked his acting looked really good and i looked at him and i'm looking at the scar and i'm talking to my friend ab and i'm like is that scar real He's like, oh, yeah, that's a real scar. I was like, he's good. I was like, he's like, I think that's just him. Like, he's just playing himself. <laughs> they were, like, running guns. Yeah, he, he was actually maybe the, he wasn't the best actor, but he was, he looked like, like I wouldn't fuck with Fat Joe. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I just checked. Uh, Malik Yoba is uh, actually certified on uh, Twitter. He has 217,000 okay. followers. Huh, so really? Yeah, so he's. Uh, what he's, kind of tweets he got? Um, what what's he tweet about? Yeah, what's he, what's he got going on? Is he tweeting about New York Undercover, or probably shouldn't because it's not picked he's up. He's kind of one of the, my impression when I saw the picture is he's a classic kind of C lister kind of guy where you walk by you you could see him in some place and go I think it looks kind of familiar. You know, most people would would kind of be have one of those what who is this guy? Uh, but they would have no idea who he is. Uh, he just mm-hmm. yeah he's, he hasn't really yeah he, not that level but. Um, and, he, and he's, he's kind of at that uh, Leonard Kim level of Twitter. <laughs> well, is that what Leonard Kim's got going on? He's got about... Uh, so we got 217 for Malik Yoba. And how many is he following? How many is he following? Uh, 11,000. Ooh, that's that's a fair amount for a guy who was on a national, you know, like on a network television. I'm not saying he's, yeah, yeah, doing. But that was 25 years ago. And then let's look at compare him to our our, uh, recent acquaintance, Mister. Wait, where are you at, Leonard? Hang on, Leonard Kim. Let me look at Leonard Kim. I went to Leonard. Shout out to Leonard Kim, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, you poop your pants anymore, Leonard Kim? (laughs) You shot? How many times you shot in your life? All right, Leonard. By the way, Leonard Kim went from being really shy. And having like social anxiety or whatever, and had his YouTube channel too. Now getting to the point in his life where he can tweet about being outside of his therapist's office and sharding his pants, about shitting his pants. Um, yeah. So uh, he, Leonard Kim also eats a lot of fast food. He's he's always tweeting about <laughs> fast food. And really? So, yeah. I don't I get, understand that. He's a grown ass man. I know. He's he, and he lives in Los Angeles where you don't have to eat shit fast food that's available everywhere in the country. Um, I will give him a pass, but if he, does. he only eats in an out burger if he eats uh, in an out burger no. all the time i give him a pass that's not what he's tweeting about he's tweeting what? about he's tweeting about uh about and there's a picture of his his, his his uh his stomach kind of getting a little too too large uh anyway uh no he's usually tweeting about taco bell and fucking kfc and shit like that okay he not lives in, in southern california right in right. LA. yes and he's eating shit but anyway. unacceptable 
and I gave him I gave him a little bit of a hard time about this week, and he he said he's only the good die young, so he th- he thinks yeah. He th- uh, anyway, uh, as comparison, um, the the uh, Malik uh, Yoba uh, versus Leonard Kim, the showdown, the matchup. Uh, Leonard Kim, who uh, is uh, he's got a new book that he's pushing. Uh, I think. Self published. Uh, it looks like it to me. I think I haven't really okay. looked into that, but it's called D- "Ditch the Act." But anyway, uh, <laughs> ditch the act. Ditch the act. <laughs> I want to. All right, let's get the comparison going because I want to. I want to. I want to just peel some layers back and, and and investigate here and make some speculations about Mr. Leonard Kim. Leonard Kim, six hundred twenty-nine thousand followers. How many is he following? Four hundred and forty-six. <laughs> uh, so, the, right, so Malik has a better ratio, although I still think that Malik is following way too many. He is. He is. He is. Um, and he could drop. I mean, if he went and decided if he wanted to, he uh, could drop below could, a thousand. He, could, and he should. Well, he could. Yeah, and he probably wouldn't. Lo- he probably wouldn't lose that many followers. I would guess uh-uh. either. No. Because he's Leonard Kim, goddammit. And people are, if you're listening and you don't, if you hadn't already heard us talk about Leonard Kim, who is Leonard Kim? We don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> how did you How did you meet Leonard Kim again? Uh, somehow on Twitter, I happened to uh, pop across something about a TEDx talk, and I then I started watching the TEDx thing, and it's a TEDx Irvine, um, and uh, which you know is not the the main stage of TEDx. And uh, I this guy was so uncomfortable, so uh, Who, he was, Leonard Kim. Leonard Kim was so nervous at the beginning of this TED talk that um, I was at, at at first I thought. Seriously, somebody was faking it. I, I, I talked about this. Like, I, like stuttering? Um, well, yeah, they're not really, you know, like a, a, a pronounced stutter or anything like that. He was just, you know, when, you can tell when somebody's, you know, nervous and freaking out. Huh. He, he was speaking quickly and stumbling and, and uh, really, obviously was was uh, was pretty freaked out that he was on stage and talking to people about his anxiety, um, which is well, By the uh, way, that the would point. make sense. That would exactly, I mean, but I wonder... So here's where I'm confused. Yes. I get how he got to where he, uh, where he is, but I didn't watch his TED Talk or anything. I mean, I've seen what he looks like, and I saw that tweet. What's this book now? The book, he has uh, uh, teamed up with another guy who, who uh, put together a bunch of... The, the guy does these sort of clever... Uh, stick man drawings which i know that sounds like an oxymoron right there clever stick man drawings um but no they're they're pretty good this uh, this other dude and uh, he uh, are um they've got this book ditch the actor which is all about um the idea that you should uh, you should be transparent and not try to put on airs and not you know basically he's be the opposite of an instagram influencer instead of trying to convince everybody that your life is great and uh you you know you drink starbucks and exclusively and uh, uh you know you you've got a louis vuitton purse and everything is beautiful for you and your family is gorgeous look at us now he's saying um in likelihood you should Shoot. ditch the act you're the Shoot. same fucking you know person okay. as everybody else we've all got problems we've all got issues we all have anxieties um you know everybody has uh, you know things that are, are goofy in their life that they're not sharing on 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 social media in lieu of trying to present a perfect person which nobody right. is that's so what it's saying. not mo money mo problems it's just any amount of money Mo problems. You yeah, just everyone yeah. has problems, and it's a so th- that's why he would share that he sharded his pants. Yes, because, he, he's because he's, that happens. 
yeah, when you it, go see your therapist. It does happen to people. Now, now I have watched a little bit more of this Brene Brown person uh, on, uh, you know, various. Uh, she's she's been showing up on podcasts and she's she's yep. here and there mm-hmm. doing doing stuff. And I've listened to her a little bit, and she's real big on the idea that um, people should kind of shut the fuck up about things like that. You know, the oversharing she thinks is is rampant, and uh, and people uh, probably should uh, you know, should shut up about some things like that. That we we don't I, need. I overshare, and I agree with her. Yeah, so she, I know she, I'm serious. The, the, you, 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 you catch yourself sometimes thinking, "Why did I just tell this lady at no. the grocery store that I that I last week I sharted in my car?" <laughs> no, no, I've I've not said that. I won't do that in a grocery store. I won't do that. I will okay. cross a line and be over the top and be obnoxious. It's sort of a, it's a veiled oversharing. You know okay. what I mean? Like I, I've I've always said about me is that if you. If I get into an elevator with a complete stranger, right? If Leonard Kim gets into an elevator with me, I don't even know that it's Leonard Kim, and he's going to the 25th floor, but I was in the elevator first. I'm like, where are you going? And I push the 25th floor, and I'm going to the third floor. He's going to learn that I am divorced, that I have two teenage kids, that I live in my ex-wife's pool house, and possibly that I suck my own dick. No, no, I'm sucked, sucked. I haven't (laughs) – I'm not down to my – like my, that weight, like my my game weight. Um, I mean, I would have to drop like thirty pounds to do that again. But but I, I wouldn't share that. That would that's if, reserved if you, if for. Were, it would have to come up <laughs> naturally in. So what John's saying is, if he was seventeen and still capable of an erection. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I uh, then, the blue pill doesn't work for me. I'm not going to do it. I so, would just rather not have. I live in my ex-wife's pool house. I can't have a a, a lady come over anyway. So I don't need to get. Uh, yeah. So I, I could. Uh, I if all of the details. The what you just said. You know, you 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 divorced. You had a stroke. You got two kids. You yeah, live in your right. wife's pool house. Um, I could sit next to uh, Leonard Kim at work for uh, ten years, and he and would he, never know any of those things. <laughs> I no 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 I know that and no 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 and listen listen I don't I don't even see it's been well established yes I talk a lot and way too much but at the same time I, anytime I I got a little bit out of you from the your ex wife a little bit I haven't I didn't even I don't even want to poke and and question because i think you'll just shut it down and then like i just be like i don't know where to go with that and you're still married you're in the house you're still married you got your daughters it's a different situation i think there's Maybe. well i you know i don't know there's there's people that do uh that like to like to give details and then there's others that uh, and it's not so much that I, I sometimes wonder why why uh, I'm like that, uh, and uh, I think there's a variety of reasons. I had a recent um, uh, moment, sort of, of clarity here, and I think it was. I'm trying to remember what brought this on. I think if I was, it might have been Brene Brown related. I'm not sure. I've been listening to her a little bit lately. Um, uh, I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, I, uh, sometimes you have revelations about why it is that you are the way you are. That um, I, I think, especially for it seems to me that men have a harder time coming to some of these these uh, revelations maybe sometimes than w- women do but um i was uh, just within the last couple of weeks it, it occurred to me my my okay so my father died when i was 10 years old oh, and, okay 
And uh, when back in the day, when I when you were in middle school, in middle school, junior high school, I think uh, still today, and will always be a super uncomfortable period of time. Those three years are, are the toughest three years in, when you're going to school. I think it, it's where kids get sorted out in a lot of ways, as you know, as far as uh, who's who and what's what and who, who's going in what what direction. A lot of that goes on, and I think it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people. So. Um, when my father passed away and I'm going to middle school, um, a couple things happened. I, I went to uh, w the little town that I lived in. We got pulled into the this middle school system at a in a much larger school district. So there went from I went from a, a really small class to to a larger, much much larger cl class. And and back then it was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So uh, I went into this uh, this place that to me was like almost like it was a Lord of the Flies thing. I walked in. Um, I a I, also I was the youngest kid by far in my class, and so. So um, I was younger, smaller. Uh, all of a sudden, I go into this environment where there's um, a shit ton of kids, and uh, it was also a period of time where back then there were very few um, single parent households. They, they didn't they, they didn't exist much. Uh, there were the, you know the few here and there, but yeah, even if you looked at well. It was mostly a white community to begin with, but I, but I think in most areas of the world, um, the phenomenon of a single-parent household was uh, just beginning, in, no matter what kind of neighborhood you were in, whether it's uh, black, white, uh, underprivileged, uh, people with, with money or whatever. So as I go into middle school, and I'm not very confident, I'm smaller than a lot of the kids, uh, there's a lot going on, a lot of activity, um, and uh, I'm this, this kid who, who doesn't have a, a, a parent uh, I just thought it was easier much easier for me to try to explain myself to kids and, and try to you know um, talk about uh, what was going on in my life I, I found that it was much easier um, at that period of my life it was I just I didn't tell anybody shit about anything about my home life or about what was what was going on and if they figured it out in fact I had kids that maybe in eighth or ninth grade that uh, would uh, occasionally have, as we became friends they were like well i didn't know your dad knew dad was you know you didn't have a dad or your dad had died they, wow. they, they just didn't know it sure because because i didn't tell anybody i didn't tell anybody shit. I, I wasn't i wasn't sharing uh it was nobody's business as far as i was concerned and and uh, right. I, I just didn't I just didn't go into it and uh so i learned i think it, way back then that's that was just kind of my persona i was i was this stoic sort of uh, uh I guess mindset that I had, where um, it was like, okay, I'm I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to keep my for the most part. Not that I didn't have friends and speak to people, but as far as uh, me getting into a lot of sharing about uh, you know whatever was going on, I, I, it was it was easier. And it's probably a lot of that was was uh, you know uh, because I was still trying to work through the pain of the situation and, and trying to deal with you know grief and, and and the loss of all of that and then just uh, i wasn't well equipped enough uh at that point in my life to uh, have any way to uh, also uh, you know deal with it on my own and then try to explain it to other people and kids are shitheads at that age anyway so i knew good and well that if i that if i uh was a, a type of person that shared a lot and told you everything about what was going on with me um there's some kids are going to be nice about it. and They're going to be, you know, your your friend and accepting about it. But in middle school, especially, there's there's a lot of fucking little dickweeds, you know. There still are, and there always so, will be. You know, it's you know we we talk about bullying and kids not uh, you know picking on other kids and all that shit. It still goes on in a major we, way. 
were you in the fourth grade when when your when your dad passed away? Fifth grade. You, said you were ten. Yeah. Fifth, fifth grade. grade. Yeah. And, and you have I I know you have a brother, right? But I don't remember. I think he's a little. Is he older? I don't remember. Brothers. Yeah. I'm I'm the youngest of eight kids. So. Oh wow! So yeah. what's the and it's it's not all brothers, right? No, I've had uh, a, a couple brothers that have uh, passed away, and right, uh, right, and uh, yeah, and I've got uh, let me count one, two brothers, uh, three brothers. Wait, one, two, three, three brothers that are living in uh, two sisters. And so, so when when you you were the youngest, when your dad passed away, you presumably have uh, siblings that are much older than you and may have even been out of the house at that point. Is that exactly? Right? Yes, yeah, they were. It's almost like the parents. My parents had two families. Yeah, that's right. True. And then, and then, what's the, the your closest sibling is uh, closest living sibling is how much older? Sister, I have a twin sister. Oh, yeah. your twin! I forgot yes, about that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, did your did your twin sister handle a little differently? You, I, you know you she know? Yeah, no i think she i i don't wouldn't say uh, well yes i'm sure uh, is is the the quick answer and i think the the other thing that uh, she had that was probably would have affected her differently is uh she's a girl and my mother was still around and so i think that they had um, more of a uh, the mother daughter bond thing is certainly different than than a, a son would be at that age especially so um I think that the, you know, they spent more. Well, they absolutely spent more time around each other than sure. I, I was. I was out kicking around trying to stay out of the house, and I, I think my sister could be uh, seen more as a homebody type type of kid. Did you? Um, uh, sorry. Uh, do you remember how old your dad was approximately? He was in his. Uh, he was sixty-two when he died. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. wow! Wow. Yeah. So he's yeah, older so, when he had me. Yeah, right, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, it was like ten. That's a young, you know, that's very young to lose a parent. But if your parent were much older when they had you, it's not as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you and like I said, back then, uh, back in those days, there there weren't. Uh, yeah, they, like I said, the the idea that people were going to get uh, the, the divorces were going on. It was just that stuff was just starting to to go on. It was just starting to happen. Right, um, right. So culturally, it was uh, rare. To come across, like you said before, a single parent household. Yes, at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, really, if you look at uh, the the generation that was uh, whatever they call the, the World War II generation people, the pre baby boom generation people, um, it took, uh, you know, they, uh, it took. I guess that's what the baby boomer started was oh. uh, was divorce. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that, all that started then, and there's a lot of neighborhoods um, where, um, you know, if you if you go into the lower socioeconomic neighborhoods, uh, even back then, the the I think the rate of uh, dual parent households was probably closer to the 75 percent range, uh, where it's in the I think in the 20s now, if that in right. some some areas. So wow, your, yeah, your dad your dad would have been born in the what early 1920s, late teens, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I think your dad was older than my grandfather, you know. I mean, we're not that far in age, but at the same time, with the spread, and my grandfather was young. Yes. When he had my parent, when he, re- relatively young when he had my dad, and my dad was very young when he had me. So. Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah. I'm just trying, trying to get my head around generationally how, I don't, you know, like what that's like. Because, you know, you have such an. Even though I think of us as being the same generation, we're not quite. You're, 
you're you're we've talked about this before. You're somewhere between baby boomer, but you're not a baby boomer, and Generation Xer. You're culturally more of a Gen Xer, right? Based on working in radio and sort of music and pop culture, and to a certain degree, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my older brothers and sisters, I, I don't I, they ever think you don't of myself. Identify with them? N- no, not at all. You know, <laughs> I've got a sister that's uh, ten years older than I, and she's a she's what I would call a baby boomer. Um, you know, right. and, uh, and what about your what about your twin sister? Uh, as far as the, her, where she's like, at, do you in life identify or? with her? Yeah, no. Do you like throughout your life? Did you, other than being a twin, did you identify with her in terms of like culturally and like getting along with her and all that? Or yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's certainly differences there for sure, yeah. but uh, right, yeah, right. yeah, for the most part, right. there, there wasn't any huge issues right. with that or right. anything. We're not right. particularly, even though we're twins, we're not particularly close at all. Right. Um, but uh, which people. Tend to you know, a lot of times I'll tell somebody that and they're like they look at me like how, how can that possibly be, uh-huh. but I, but I think that uh, you know you don't have to um, members of your family uh, I know it's different for for everybody but I don't think you necessarily have to be um, as close as uh, as some some people would would tell you you need to be and I'm not saying it's based on any bad anything but uh, you just uh, you, uh, it's okay to to work it out the way it is and maybe some of that stoicism that i have is is uh, related to all of that as well but uh i don't know um so I, I i'm not a smart man i'm not good at the science or anything or biology but uh she's clearly not an identical twin um but is she your height is she close in height no nope. look like you no nope, no nope, no nope. she's no no she's uh She's like I don't know how tall she is. She's probably like five, 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 six. Okay, and, like and, and I was gonna say if if you transitioned into a woman at any point in your life, right? Okay. Could you isn't. identify? Could you, could you identify as an identical twin with no. your sister? No, why I don't not? Think so. I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty so. sure you can. I think I'm pretty sure that culturally you would be allowed to. You'd be wrong. You'd be oh, incorrect. Well, yeah, I guess I could, I, <laughs> I I could like, make the no. claim. Sure. <laughs> Yes, I could. Yeah, I love the yeah. idea that you know, if I if I had a twin sister, that's exactly what I'd be doing right now. I would troll my twin sister. We're identical twins, and I would go everywhere. I would dress like her. <laughs> yes, yeah. I wouldn't shave my beard though. I would have my pronouns would be um, fucker and fuckers, fucker, <laughs> fucker singular and fuckers, uh, is, you know, plural. <laughs> that would be my my pronouns. So, uh, well, did you talk to the fucker? Did you talk to fucker? <laughs> Uh, so so I so when I first quote unquote met you on that um, audio Twitter social audio app now podcasting app owned by Twitter or Spotify owned by Spotify is Anchor. When I first met you, that was early on, and I call it audio Twitter because you could only record up to two minutes of audio, and then it was like it was I could I couldn't even retweet you like you know echo your thing at that point yes i could only, was, I could only yeah. leave you a message that everyone could hear there were only public messages and then and so it was like you would have these siloed conversations and at that time you told a lot of stories you did this this two minute storytelling and you always did it you you basically told a seven minute it was like the opposite of my storytelling you would tell like a 10 minute story in two minutes and i'm like what the fuck how did he do that and and but it was it wasn't that it wasn't about you. Most of the stories involved you. You were there, but it was all these other characters. So I get the sense that you some someone in you were somewhat independent, and like you said, stoic. 
and sort of how did you fit into these groups? Well, you know, I, I had I think I had a lot of friends, uh, and I've t- talked to this um, about this with my wife. I lived in this uh, community that wasn't very big. Uh, it was just big enough, though, that I think there were a lot of. Uh, we had a couple different high schools. One was a Catholic school. We had a, a, a public school system. There was a couple of smaller towns that were uh, very closely located to where I grew up that uh, also had uh, parochial schools and public schools and um, I was one of these kids that I I just uh, I tried to I wasn't going to draw lines I wasn't going to say that I'm not going to be friends with this other kid from this other high school because uh, you know somebody is is, they're trying to form these cliques and these bonds and these you know these groups I I I I ended up with uh, friends out of a lot of those groups and I don't know exactly how that came to be. I just, uh, uh, as far as the mindset, whatever. But uh, and I was involved in sports, so that kind of thing. I think later, uh, when I started smoking weed, and you just kind of hung out with the people that smoked weed, <laughs> that gives you uh, a friend group uh, that is um, good or bad uh, in 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 both in both directions. Some some of those people that I, as I recall, some of the people that were uh, friends uh, went on to uh, great things have uh, had uh, really hugely successful uh, personal lives uh, and uh, some really haven't uh, in in a major way and uh, I think if I back then were to look at uh, my mindset when I was hanging around with those people, I, kn- I knew the difference. I, I knew which ones were the were basically the ones that weren't going to go anywhere, and the ones that who who were. Uh, but um, I don't know. I I, I didn't. Uh, I had friends that were. If you looked at the the Breakfast Club movie, I I was I would have been friends with all those kids. I, I would have seriously every single kid Jeez. at that table. I would have been the, the, every one of them. I probably would would have been buddies with in in some uh, way. I'm I I happen to be in that same spot now. I didn't play sports in high school. You know, I played like recreational, like rec league sports, like baseball and soccer and such. But, but I, I didn't do that. But I was friends. I was in the advanced placement classes, like the honors classes. But at lunch, I sat with a bunch of misfits that were somewhere like metalheads. I was a metalhead at one point. Like I graduated high school in 1989. And, and it was like, but I got along with everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't necessarily know everyone, but I was like, I, and I was like in that middle room where I didn't really judge people. I mean, a little bit, but nothing. Like, I was not a bully. I wasn't an asshole, you know. And and I think I'm kind of that way in life as well. But but I'm like an open book. Like, I'm a, a veiled open book, but it's like, uh, you know, I put a lot out there, you know. Yeah, it's you, you do. And, and that was one of the things when we first had these uh, this conversations that uh, went back to the uh, early days of of uh, what anchor was uh, you would would tell things about uh, you while well, you were in the hospital talking about your stroke and I was like what the fuck is this guy doing um, oh no that was I mean like I forget about that stuff I hope it still exists because it's coming up on three years and I'm like fuck that that was all real that was like so, <laughs> Yeah. You, you were supposed to. You were supposed to remind me. I just reminded myself. But oh yeah, yeah, good, good. I forgot about that. Sorry. Okay, so I- back in on Anchor version one, uh, I, I don't know why I didn't think about this while you were working on the show, but you were working on the Mr. Robot show, and. Uh, 
both and you even drove uh, Rami Malik and That's right. and uh, had uh, a conversation, uh, albeit so brief, with uh, Christian Slater and his. I didn't uh, have any conversation with Christian Slater. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, no, 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 no. I just saw him and he gave me a head nod. And it's, okay, head nod when he, as he was holding onto his tiny dog. Yeah. As he got out of the van with that, he just, he did. I, I mean, he just did a thing. But okay. it wasn't like he knew me. It was just a, that's what you do as sometimes. And, and and so you and I both have been catching up on on Mr. Robot. I got to go back because I keep falling asleep. And then I, 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 I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a show that is very confusing even if it, you're paying attention. Right. It requires your attention. Yes, yes. It's it's really good. I think but it is actually really fun to watch even if you're not paying attention and it's like, what what happened? What I don't even know. That? But, yeah, I, really? but I guarantee yeah. if I had paid attention wide awake every single time and not fallen asleep, I still would say that. Yes. I keep going back. Right, it's like reading the same chapter over and over again. So, ah, oh, fuck. So, yeah. in in the okay, so you described it already the way Anchor version one worked. They had these uh, somebody could give a little two minute spiel about what was going on or whatever they whatever they wanted to say, and then um, people could reply a minute long reply, and all of this stuff um, was there for everybody in the world to to hear. Well, um, in version one, and you may not remember this, you may not have heard it, but and, and a lot of times if somebody was on the app and they were they were um, they're, they're, this group occurred there was people that were regulars and the regulars talked to each other and the regulars talked about other other people that were on the app they would say did you listen to so and so and he he said this that sort of thing and and uh, which was uh, sometimes kind of fun sometimes uh, it was uh, kind of a bit, uh, a bit much a bit much for me <laughs> yeah um, sure yeah again getting back to the the clicky bullshit but uh Okay, Mr. Robot was actually, and it was actually Mr. The, the 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 actors from Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot had an Anchor version one account. There was, no fucking way. Yes, yes, and Rami Malik. No, it's. I swear to God. I, no, I, you're making shit up. And we got to. I don't know how. I don't know if, if there's any way to look this up. But Rami Malik would get on there, and in that he has this like narrator voice thing that he does occasionally uh -huh. when he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he he goes outside and does the narrator of his yeah, own yeah. life thing. But that's how he did the. That's how he did the Anchor V one thing. He would. He would talk about this shit. You're kidding. And it was so fucking weird. And people That's were like, brilliant. what is And people were like, what is that shit? And now I'm like, I'm just oh, like no. you. I'm, I'm just like you. I'm like, I have to hear these. How can I hear these? Because they, they're not up. It's not up anymore. You can't no. get to it. That is so fucking brilliant. I like this show more. I like the creator. I like whoever fucking came up with this idea. And it totally makes sense that they did that. I would, yes. And I would love to beg one of these guys, these near, near or one of those guys, the, the founders. Of, of Anchor, I'd love to beg them for that audio because uh, <laughs> I don't know if they, I, yeah. I don't think I have a copy of the call sheet, and it's highly unlikely I end up on that show again, and it's the last season. Because if I got on that show again, if I had the opportunity to be on that show, I would ask about it. That's Oh, yeah, I did not expect that. Yeah, you'd have to ask Rami. Hey, I think I talked to you on Anchor. Were you on Anchor? He'd be like, Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, as the character, uh, ah. Elliot, Elliot. Yeah, the character Elliot was on. Was on. And, no, and in, I, I think the only way in character, to find, which was so I think the only way to find um, archive stuff is to find your own stuff, and you would have had to have interacted with someone to find that stuff. That's really challenging to do. Yeah, Shit. they they do have the old archive stuff that you can if you were one of the people. Oh my God! I was involved that far. You can so pull some of that stuff out, which I still have access to that, and I got to yank it out before they do. But by the way, I'm I'm on season three of uh, 
of of Mr. Robot I'm early on, on. Yeah, I'm on too. And the last night there was an, some there was an episode on, and uh, Rachel's been watching it too. And I'm like watching it and going, I have no idea what's going on here. I'm not, I'm not sure. What, but then I was like, fuck it. I'm just just going to keep watching. Something. So I'm going to give a spoiler alert for people because this show's been on since like 2016 or whatever it's been. Yes. Uh, and is that so? It's three seasons so far. This is season four. Rami Malek plays. Uh, plays uh, Freddie Mercury. He won an Academy Award for playing Freddie Mercury, that's right? The, Before the that, you know, I, I, I'm sure there are people who know who he is and they're obsessed with him, etc. But as all I know is that he was in the Night at the Museum movies. Yeah, there was not and much. And he played an Egyptian prince, Egyptian king or whatever. Yes. So he's on this show from the beginning. Uh, I believe he's Egyptian or, you know, uh, and I believe the founder of the show, the creator of the show, Sam Eshmiel, is also, I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong, is also Egyptian, whatever, uh, is that he is so good. And and I've said this a number of times, is that it is unapologetically Fight Club, but the millennial version of Fight Club. Right. And it's like in the sort of corporate culture that we're in tech and corporate right and and so rami malik is essentially the ed norton character yes right and 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 actually he is so fucking good they reveal it very quickly what's going on and it's so unapologetically like uh, mr robot that they even play the pixies where is my mind which is the song that ends on in Fight Club, yeah, right? it's the, the Fight scene. Club. Yeah, it's and but I have talked to people who are familiar with the show that have watched the show and I've mentioned it to them. Sure, they're younger than me. Maybe they're not way into Fight Club, like my generation is. It's a big Generation X movie. Yeah, and and they're like, oh, I guess, guess you're right. Yeah, I never noticed that before. How did you not notice that? <laughs> and again, like, and and listen, Fight Club was not the first piece of art that explored this idea, this existential idea of 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 a person versus themselves. Yes. Right and split and this duality and the split yes, personality, duality. but in this duality. I mean, I when I was in college, I'll try to find it. I co-wrote and co-directed, and I may have played the part with the co-director, um, a film where it was a guy chasing himself. That's all it was. It was a short film of a guy chasing himself. I'm sure I have it. I'll try to find it. I'll try to cut it down. I'll never do this. And again, it's the same <laughs> idea. It's a, but it's a, and, I, and I was a he philosophy minor. Won't. And and I was really big into like the one book that I read uh, for that class um, in existentialism was uh, the death versus Ivan Ilyich yeah Tolstoy but it's like a pamphlet the book is really short I got to reread that one I remember it being good but I couldn't tell you much about it I didn't do uh, I was a big slacker in college Uh, in life always you know. But uh, yeah, holy shit, that's wild. I wonder if it had the logo, Mr. Robot, or if it was just. I wonder. I don't think you could do logos. It might not have even had logos back then. You just had a username. At first, you didn't get to do logos. How did you remember that? I, I was like, I'm, I'm watching the show, and um, okay, so I'm watching the show, and he did something, you know, the narrator voice, and I was like, God, what? And then, and then it just it clicked. It, then it clicked, and I remember, and I remember uh, that um, I had a conversation with uh, one of the founders of, of uh, Anchor with uh, with Michael and uh, Michael Magnano, 
or however he says his name, I'm not sure, Magnano. Anyway, um, I had a conversation with Michael. He uh, he basically pointed out that uh, there was this TV show that was using the app, and which they were they at that point they were trying to uh, anchor was trying to ingratiate themselves with anybody big that they could because they were trying to get traction and trying to be be seen. And uh, he was like, "How cool is that that we you know we got this with this uh, TV show that's using it?" And I was like you know what the hell is this and so i was i was listening to them and hearing them and i was like and i think i even gave some dorky response to them at one point not knowing when it that it, i thought it was just somebody that says i'm going to be mr robot and i'm going to i said because i didn't know what the tv show was at the time and so i thought it was just somebody trying to you know trying to weird everybody out with this uh, with this character and uh, i knew it was i knew innately that it was a character but i didn't know why and uh and then when I heard him talking about it, I was like, oh, it's a fucking TV show. I get it. And I was like, you know, so then I looked up the TV show and I watched like one or maybe two episodes. When you asked me if like a month ago, if, I, if I'd watched it and I told you I've seen a couple of them, but I somehow I, I, I quit watching it. And when I watched it, it was right at the beginning. And, and uh, for whatever reason, um, I got into something else and got, you know, you go sideways and all of a sudden you forget that you're, you're uh, you know, kind of interested in something. And that's the way it went for that, for that show. And I remembered that I had been listening to these weird little things that they did on on anchor and uh now like you said in hindsight for the show really quite brilliant because it's like you know it's it's if you've it's just i guess like fight club with that whole you know this is jack's smirking revenge or whatever you know those little things that they do those little narrator things that keep popping up the edward norton narrator thing except in this case it was rami malik doing his own his own yeah i just googled mr robot anchor account there's a recap show but that's current version of anchor i'm really yeah fascinated by well all that stuff when they first re- re- remember i don't remember if it first I, I it's so weird that app because i spent a lot of time with it but now i can barely remember uh, how it how it drove or what it looked like even in some cases but um i don't believe when i first started using it that uh, that they had the that it was as ephemeral things eventually very very in one of the updates they did pretty pretty soon or pretty quickly after they developed the app they decided that everything should go away in 24 hours and so things ended up uh, you, there was a point where you could go, go back and listen to somebody something that was old and then after a while the stuff started disappearing and uh, once they got to that point then of course it's lost so and, and all of it all of that stuff's lost anyway all the f- first versions of it the first version one version two and, and then in the the third iteration of it it became more of a podcasting thing so mm-hmm. or they tried to make it like a radio sort of uh, yeah i mean it was it was billed as radio for the people at one point right yeah but, right I, I don't know why because even back then as far as i was concerned radio is dead And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch... <laughs>